Charles, Ooh. where do we begin? Man. Upsets. It's been very interesting. Upset, upsets all over the place, college football. Uh, App State absolutely took control of that took Coastal control. Carolina game. Uh, who else? Who else was uh, was man an, an upset? Iowa State over Oklahoma State. Listen, you guys have been talking about, and I say you guys, you and Reese, we're talking about this Michigan State team, man. I'm telling you. Uh, for, something's for something's going on. Oh my gosh. And you know, I'm just excited for the t- uh, the 25 teams that are, you know, in contention right now. Um Cincinnati's, I'm looking at them right now. They had a big win over the Navy over Navy. So, you know, I'm ready to talk about uh college football because I but got was, a couple was teams that really lined up. was that really a big win though? I mean, uh, Navy's not I mean, Navy's not the Navy uh right, Malcolm right. Malcolm Perry. Malcolm Perry right. was phenomenal. I I'll continue to say that until my face turns blue. Malcolm yeah. Perry was an absolute dynamic quarterback there. Right. Um, even looking at Miami, Miami pulled up <laughs> out of nowhere and beat NC State by one. Yeah, yeah. These teams are coming out, man. This whole season has been exciting. It is. In college football, man. In the NFL, man, what's going on? What's I, going on with the Chiefs? The Chiefs are the Chiefs. <laughs> I said it before. Pat Mahomes, his brother, and I think his wife – they're, they're a distraction. They're a distraction, and <laughs> it's going to continue to be that way as long as yeah. Jackson Mahomes is in the picture. And I right, don't think right. that should really affect a quarterback like Pat Mahomes. But at the same time, he's not getting much help on offense. Yeah, and the I defense really isn't there. And, I mean, right. maybe this is just a down year for the Chiefs. Yeah, and it happens. It happens. It just this makes you know teams stronger the next year. Um, and I know you're torn between um, this week's uh, matchup. With the I'm not Patriots. torn. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm absolutely not torn. I'm not worried about anything. Come on, Mac Justin Jones. Herbert, Justin on, Herbert Mac Jones. coming off that coming off the bye <laughs> week after that terrible loss to Baltimore. I am all set. Take it right now. Charges by a million. <laughs> I can't wait till the Patriots prove you wrong, brother. That's all right. I'll. I'll I'll wait. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we have Super Bowl 37 Ooh. champion quarterback, Brad Jones. Man. This team was stacked to the gills. Yes. Stacked. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that, you know, looking at looking back in the day, I don't think they even do it anymore. When a player has the same last name, they put the first initial. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Keyshawn, you know, you yeah, the B yeah, and the yeah. K. B and the K, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. That that team that, that oh, they man. called that the Special. Gruden Bowl and yes. that was that was Special. insane. Especially yeah. seeing what what that Buccaneers team did back then to the Raiders. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the Raiders people are talking about them right now. I don't know. We'll see yeah. if they can turn around. Let's go ahead and get Mr. Brad Johnson on here. Let's go. Big bad Brad here. Back by popular man. Corner pocket. Second pull.
Wow. Two things I have to ask and request of you. Can I get a doink? And do we call you Big Bad Brad? <laughs> doink! <laughs> yeah. You got it. Big Bad Brad, back by popular man. There he is. Popular on I the see East you Coast, still got an arm. West Coast and everywhere in between. So <laughs> but I appreciate those highlights. Thank you. We've had a little fun with the nickname, you know, on TikTok. So it's been fun. I mean, yes. you're blown up on TikTok. You're yeah. you're, you're a TikTok <laughs> phenom, uh, phenom. What do you call them? <laughs> the rising yeah. star. Well, a <laughs> re-rising star. star. Yeah. 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 I've had fun with that kind of stuff. It's been fun. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy with the whole TikTok thing. My, uh, during that pandemic last year, we all, everybody's sitting at home and, and my kids, we were sitting, we had nothing to do. We were working out and that's about all we were doing the whole time. But then my kids <laughs> got on TikTok and they they started doing all these dances and all that kind of stuff, but I got no rhythm. They wouldn't let me be a part of the family dance and stuff. So, <laughs> what? Uh, they, uh, <laughs> it took me a while. So, but I started getting on there and then I made a bunch of highlights early. If you scroll to the very beginning of my page and did a lot of workout videos or highlight videos of my career, the good and the bad and all the above. It's, it's kind of neat to kind of put it in chronological order and basketball videos and all that kind of stuff. And then, then, uh, then last year I started doing these doinks, throwing against the goalpost, and all those kind of things. Had fun with it, and then started doing all these trick shots, and kind of been fun. So sometimes I tell people that's first time, first take, and sometimes I'm out there for three or four hours doing it. So <laughs> uh, it's been pretty fun. I got the hat, just so everybody knows what's going on with the hat. Just let you know mm -hmm. here real quick. So it's uh, this hat was given to me after the Super Bowl, okay. and I haven't worn it for 20 years, to be honest with you. And I found it out. I was wearing it one day. It says Big Bad Brad. That's my nickname that actually has the logo, Super Bowl 37. And then on the nickname, on the back was the Bull. That was my nickname and, and the pros. And um, but I started doing it. We actually, I'm, I'm, I, you always see me hit these shots at the very end of the deal and I hold the hat at you. But we're actually going to raise some money. I got some merchandise going. Uh, we're going to put it out there here pretty soon. And uh, we've got a store set up so everybody can have fun up, fun with it, and all the money to go to charity. So that's what that's been all about. Awesome. Oh, once you beautiful. get that link, once you get everything up, you, you make sure you send it over to us. We'll, we'll blast yeah. it all over the place. Yeah, and definitely. we'd love to be a part of that to, to yeah. help raise money for charity. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's always a good thing. I appreciate it. It's going to be it really, it's off cafepress.com slash bigbadbrad14. All the money will go to uh, uh, Beyond All Borders. That's what it goes to, is one of my charities. So that's what it's, okay. that's what it's all about. Beautiful. It's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Charles, you want to start it off? Let's get it. Let's get it going. Right. Um, you know, I let, let's start off. Let's start off fresh. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure you're watching some football. Um, you know, give me your your top five quarterbacks in the game right now. Man, <laughs> I mean, the guy that's been legendary is, I mean, <laughs> obviously Tom Brady. It's it's amazing. Yeah. If you, if you can't go without a conversation without him, 44 years old, been to 10 Super Bowls, won seven, uh, lost three, went to four other AFC Championship games. So. Their yeah. team's five and one or six and one right now. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And obviously Aaron Rodgers and everybody hears all those names. But I think, you know, for me, there's there's a couple of fun names. These a couple of these young guys to keep up with. Obviously, Kyler Murray, his team's seven and zero. Probably they get a lot of um, a lot of talk sometimes because he's on the West Coast out there in Arizona. And Justin right. Herbert, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal player. <laughs> you're, you're guy, the Oregon Ducks out there. You know, <laughs> Crystal Ball got him right. You know, yeah, but. He's amazing talent, but then, you know, the uh, you know everyone talks about Mahomes and all that kind of they're struggling a little bit right now. But right. went to AFC Championship game with two Super Bowls. But you know, a guy that I love watching play too now 
is um, is Josh Allen up in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. The tough yes. kids. Uh, came from nowhere, no scholarship offers, that kind of thing. Went to Wyoming, big body. Mm-hmm. Not many guys can be successful in Buffalo. It's really strange. It just whether it's <laughs> right. the weather or whatever <laughs> it is, but Buffalo yeah. has a fun team for me to watch, and uh, yeah. so it's it's awesome. And then obviously Lamar Jackson. So there's there's a bunch of great quarterbacks right now. A bunch right of greats. Yeah, I, I tell people, you know, all the time. And back in the '80s, it was, you know, you're you're. You, know, you got your Dan Marinos and John Elways, and it goes to different eras of Troy Aikmans and Steve Youngs, and then it goes to um, Peyton Mannings and all those kind of people. But but I think the game has gotten better. Mm. Players have gotten better. Systems mm-hmm. have gotten better. And um, so it's just fun to watch how the, how the growth of the game is going. I remember it used to be a big deal if you completed over 60%. Now you got <laughs> – I think there was only one quarterback last year that was below 60. You had five yep. guys above 70. So it's fun to watch these guys play. That's crazy. Man. And that's one of the things I wanted to ask you, you know, do you, do you see the quarterback play right now in this era compared to when you were playing and even before you, do you see the difference and the possible, I guess, protections that they're having now? Cause I mean, you guys back in the day, you used to get rocked. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, rocked. Yeah. Not a flag. <laughs> now it's like, you look at Tom yeah. Brady, barely getting touched. I mean, he's, he's the goat obviously, but yeah. you know, they're throwing a flag. Do you yeah. see the difference there? Yeah. Great is great. You know, so if you're yeah. great in the 80s, it's you're at the top of your game. The Dan Marinos, the Troy Aikmans, and John Elways, and Phil Sims, they were the greats. Roger Stallbacks, and then it kind of goes on, you know. Yeah. So great is great, and I don't think it's – the game has changed. So I think systems have gotten better. Players have gotten better. Um, but you get now you get these kids that played, you know, it used to be shotgun – what is shotgun? You know what I mean? Can you snap right. it back there? How can you snap it? That's the more fun. You know, now you, you can find some quarterbacks that have never taken a snap from underneath center. And so the game has changed. It's not wing tee football anymore. It's, it's really fast break on, on grass is what mm-hmm. it is. And um, so this, this whole thing as far as RPOs has changed yeah. the game. Uh, getting guys out in space has changed the game. Um, so it's, it's, it's unique. And then the rules have changed too. You know, so uh, the way you can hit quarterbacks, I mean, those are the money makers. If I'm a fan, you know, I want to see points scored, honestly. Right. That, and it's kind of like NBA. Like, they don't play zone defense in the NBA. They right. want to see dunks, fast breaks, spread it out. They got to shoot threes wide open. And that's kind of what it's, – it's, it's about entertainment. And it's about keeping your superstars healthy. And, and, and then, you know, honestly, the other part is keeping players healthy. So yes. I, I don't believe in, you know – the targeting thing, I think, I don't think, should, especially in college, I'll be honest with you. In college, I don't think they should throw a guy out for targeting. And if he's had two in a game or something right. like that, I think it's a terrible rule to throw a kid out. And then um, it, it's a game changer because you lose a player, you know, those kind of things. But player safety is a big issue. And, uh, you know, hopefully they're not taking cheap shots on these receivers going across mm-hmm. the middle and those kind of things. And quarterbacks, you got to keep those guys healthy. There's, all, there's right. a limited group of guys. So, um Numbers are different, so don't compare numbers from ears, but uh, it's just fun to watch. How do you feel about the taunting? How do you feel about the taunting Ooh. rule that they just put in place? What they put in place? Tell me about it. Taunting, it's it's if you get caught over-exaggerating a celebration, they're going to throw a flag, and they're going to mm-hmm. call a playback. And I know in college football it's it's more relegated now, but they're adding that into – this was one of the new rule implications with the NFL – yeah. Are you are you a big fan of taunting penalties? I think these referees need to chill a little bit. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. So, so there could be a certain rule that's applied. 
okay? But sometimes I think your discretion matters. You know what I mean? If you're in a guy's face and you're, you're, you're flicking him off and you're letting him have the business, then, then that's taunting. But if mm. you're kind of doing your own little dance and that kind of thing, I think you need to let it go. You need to let it go, you know what I mean? I agree. So um, I think just using discretion for the referees is a big deal instead of like sticking by the book. Like it, it's hard. And some of those guys, they get they got egos too now. So, yeah. so it's, 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 a, it's a critical penalty a flag sometimes is thrown a certain and i think knowing the time and situation of the game matters too for those referees yep uh you know brad let's bring it back a little bit talk about a little bit about your upbringing you know talk about how this all began yeah yeah i grew up in black mountain north carolina um small town and near Asheville, north carolina my dad ran summer camps uh for boys and girls christian camps and there's anywhere from uh horseback riding archery shooting baskets uh, swimming in the lake, canoes, and all the above. And uh, so I grew up with a, someone to always play with, grew up in camps. People are paying to go to camps, and I lived at the camp. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, played football, baseball, basketball as a kid growing up and loved it, played basketball every day of my life mm. uh, from second grade all the way through my freshman year of college. I ended up playing uh, college basketball at Florida State also. And, and um Black Man was my town. I'm very proud of it. That's where Brad Doherty, basket, another basketball player. Oh, yes. He was one of my heroes. I, I got to kind of follow my high school at Owen High School and a guy named Roy Williams, one of those Carolina basketball Whoa. fans. He used to coach in my, in my high school, too. So grew up a basketball nut. And yeah. um, that's kind of how I grew up, though, Black Man, Black Man, North Carolina. And can you go uh, ahead and, and tell us what's in your what's in your ping pong area? Your your yeah, yeah. Your, your ping pong room. You, you got, yeah, you got yeah. who? You, who do you have hanging up on the wall? Career, so yeah. So you're in my ping pong room here, okay? Oh, this, wow. These are I still got some childhood posters. Wow. Okay. There. And I've kind of turned there's a the big banner from Super Bowl. Then you see all the, the helmets that I played oh, for, I played for God. a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, played there's Larry Bird. There you hey, go. hey, number 33. Those are life size, you know. So these are all my <laughs> footballs and stuff on the wall. So yeah. I don't know if you can see my ping pong room. So I've had a lot of battles in this room right here. So this, <laughs> this is our instantaneous live tonight. So you're in my ping pong room. So Especially with young kids. Ping pong is yeah. ping pong is crazy. It's I, a great I, game. I, I played I played with some of my stepbrothers and I'm like I, I can't even compete with them. I thought I was good, but it turns out yeah. I'm awful. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see a heavy set person that's a really good ping pong player. Yeah. I mean right. hey, well, is that a shot? Is that a shot? <laughs> no, if you play if I want to lose some weight or get active, I go in here. It's like a sauna in here, man. It's wow. sweating everywhere and stuff. So my kids and I, we've had some battles. I don't know if you can see my I don't know if you can see those things on against the wall over there. Can you see the belts? Those are, we, ah. are, I made, we made some homemade belts. Oh, I can't, I can't oh get over wow. Here, so. so, yeah, I really get active. So, yeah, you win, you put your name on the belt, and you get to. I like that. I feel like, like you're Ric Flair running around the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Limousine That's driving, awesome. jet flying. Yes, wow. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Um, so, you know, I, I believe it's been, what, thir- 13 years now since you've been retired, correct? Yep, yep. Sure 13, 13 years, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people that a lot of athletes that, you know, have retired and they've they've always talked about how, you know, it takes them a little while to really get used to being retired. And, you know, because you, yeah. you you put your blood, sweat and tears in a particular sport. 
you know, and try to be the best that you can, you know, talk a little bit about that process. How, how long did it take for you once you retired to like really understand like, wow, I, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I started playing football when I was eight years old and then I ended up playing five years, went five years of school at Florida state and I had a 17 year career. So when I retired, I was 40, 41, you know, mm. <laughs> that's a lot of time. Almost but beat Brady. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what that guy's doing. So, but you know, every every day there's a sense of um, what are you what are you what are you doing? You wake up with with a goal in mind of how to read coverages better, or how to become a better athlete, or how to take care of take care of your body, get ready for the next season. You know, that's that's yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of football. And every day in football is designed like you're on a complete schedule. At nine o'clock, I can tell you what every team's going to be doing on a Friday. Mm. At, at, at one o'clock, I can tell you what every team's going to be doing in the whole league at one o'clock. It's just on a set timetable, you know? And, you know, kind of what you miss, you don't get the free doctors, you don't get the free meals, you don't get the free yeah. gear anymore, yeah. those kind of things, you know? You got to make your own doctor's appointment and you have to wait, you know, those kind of things. And I used terrible to wait. in, in, in yeah. non-professional non life. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. You didn't realize how much access you had to things. We had weigh-ins every Friday morning, so I didn't eat on Thursday nights to make sure I made the weigh-ins. Wow. But I, now I eat every Thursday night. But, uh, <laughs> so, but going back to your question, though, yeah. when I got done, I was like, holy smokes, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, I got nowhere to go. I got no one to compete with. I got no one to like, what am I playing for, you know? Right. So for about a month or so, I was kind of bored. And mm -hmm. then we, my, my wife, Nikki, and I uh, – we have two boys, Max and Jake, and they're little boys at the time. I got coaching. I got into coaching big time, and uh, sometimes I'd have two different football teams I was coaching, and five different basketball teams, and wow. got really involved in the community. Yeah. Um, so right now, I just stayed stayed active. I'm still coaching uh, high school football now, nice. and uh, involved in a couple different charities with the Evelyn Foundation and Beyond Our Borders, and my two ch different charities I'm involved with. So, but. I love coaching high school football. The last two years, we went to the state championship. We got a team right now, seven to one. Hopefully, hey. we can make another run at it. We didn't win, so I'm still puking from the last two years. You know? <laughs> but, but the key is to stay busy and stay active. And I started right. up at six a.m. early risers with a bunch of old men to, to get them going and get them active. We played six a.m. hoops uh, two or three days a week and those kind of things. So I think just staying active is the big thing. Yeah, yeah. I have a question coming in on YouTube. Feel free to answer. During the Super Bowl against the Raiders, some players claimed they knew the plays were uh, that were coming. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, the whole you know, Gruden, Gruden, Gruden left uh, the Raiders. Game over the Bucks. They called it that Gruden Bowl. Yeah, they no did. doubt, no doubt. We knew every play they were running. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, it's so funny. People they get it so wrong. They get it so wrong on this whole thing about Gruden knowing their plays. He didn't know their personnel. He knew that he knew all their players. You know what I mean? But they got a they got a media guide and rosters. Yeah. They knew all our players too. He played a whole season, so we all know each other. Right. You know, the, the the deal is they had Gruden as their coach for like four years, right? <laughs> so he didn't change the plays. We we kept if he called a play uh, green right X, shift the viper right, three eighty two X take looky, that's what we called it. That's what they called it in Oakland, right? Yeah. We called if we called green right west. F short, spot two, wobbling as the overheads up for 359 smoke, they would know the audible, right? 
So mm -hmm. <laughs> they knew our plays probably more than we knew theirs, to be honest yeah. with you. So <laughs> I never, I've never really understood that, you know, because uh, they so had they to get backwards. They got it totally backwards. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it. People had to figure that out. He was their coach. They yeah. should know his plays, right? <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> it's silly to me, but. Listen, there were some Hall of Famers on both sides of that field. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, obviously we've had three guys with Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, and John Lynch, and hopefully Ooh. get Rondé Barber in there and maybe mm -hmm. Simeon yes. Rice. But we had other legends, too. Uh, the Mike Allstars, Keyshawn Ooh. Johnson, Joe Jarevicius, Keenan McCardells. I mean, there, there were legends all over the field. And for them, I mean, Jerry Rice and Tim Brown and Rich Gannon and Bill Romanowski, they had a bunch of guys, too. But that day was just our day. Yeah, uh, we got hot at the right time, and and it kind of worked out in our favor that day. But you know, everybody's gone on. There'll be a bunch of those guys make Hall of Fame too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Martin Gramatica. Yeah, he was <laughs> money, wasn't he? <laughs> he was money. He had a great year. I just hey, when that when the toe hit the leather, man, it was automatic. You know, so he's, he's that was like Vinatieri for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Yeah. And I got uh, another, I got another question popping in on YouTube. Who's a current active wide receiver you would love to throw to? Oh, good question. Well, let me go back real quick, okay? Mm -hmm. The guy that I always, the two guys I always wanted to play with, um, besides all the great players I play with, were um, I wanted to play with Torrey Holt as a receiver uh, for Los uh, for the St. Louis Rams. I yeah. the way he, he was smart, tough, ran great, precise routes. You could just spot throw him. He would get there. I felt like I. I think that would have been fun to play with him. And the other one would have been Marshall Falk. Ooh, uh, ooh. I think he, because he could catch the ball, I threw the ball a lot to the back to the backs. And I had some great running backs too, but he was special, Hall of Famer. Mm. And then, uh, but I think the guy that, the guy that would have been kind of cool for me to play for would have been um, Julio Jones. Ooh. Because he has that speed, but I thought he could run great routes. Oh, yeah. And you saw the career that, I mean, obviously he's changed, but now with, um, the, the time he had with Matt Ryan was just oh, elite. Yes. Yes. elite. And Matt Ryan, so, I mean, if you look at his numbers, he hasn't missed a year of playing, injury-free, um, hadn't won a Super Bowl, had a chance to win. It was real close. But, but I love watching his career and the numbers he's put up. He, he's going to have Hall of Fame numbers left oh, yeah. tonight. But I think they, they were a dynamic duo. So Julio Jones would have been a fun one to play with. Mm. It's crazy because you, you don't even think of Boston College to produce – I mean, any good players, but then yeah. you have, you know, you have who Hasselback, Matt Ryan, and uh, Doug Flutie. No Doug Flutie. No yeah, <laughs> no doubt. That box of Flutie flakes somewhere around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of goes underrated. Like when you talk about those kind of guys and stuff, like they they were able to deal with adversity, man. You yeah. know, they they had to play through tough times in Boston College. You know, maybe he didn't get the offer he wanted, or maybe they wanted to go there. Who knows? But. They dealt with playing in cold weather. They dealt with maybe not winning a championship and getting the credit that they wanted, but they're probably bums in college, but then they turned out to be who they are. It kind of made them who they were, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that 2003 season, you know, get into it, that playoff run. What was the atmosphere like that whole run? You know, how was the yeah. energy? Yeah, it was pretty cool. When, when Gruden took over, uh, the first meeting I had with him, he said, Brad, he pulled me into his office and said, Brad, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. He said, we're going to win it this year. And, um, you know, he, he said, we're going to declare war on our defense. And uh, we're going to make both both sides of the ball be great. And how's Monty Kiffin and John Lynch and Rondé Barber, how are they going to stop triple right, F right, 358 in the Brass <laughs> scene? 
and how are they going to stop green right X, shift right right, 382 X take looky, you know, and all these different plays, but we challenged our defense. And John brought in about 15 free agents that year. Very wow. similar to what you saw with Tampa do last year. They brought in like mm-hmm. 10 guys. So we, yeah. we upgraded in talent, the Joe Jervicious, Keenan McCardell, Robin Oven, and Kerry mm-hmm. Jenkins, and uh, Michael Pittman, and Ricky Dudley, and Ken Dilger. The list goes on. But we upgraded, and every, every game we went three and one. So it finished at 12 and four as the season, and when the season was over. But about halfway through, October 20th, 19, uh, 2002, we played the great. Um, Great Philadelphia Eagles, and they yeah. beat us like a drum. I think the score was like twenty to ten, but it felt like it was, you know, sixty-five to two. And uh, <laughs> they'd had our number. To be honest with you, Philadelphia had beaten Tampa the last two or three years in the playoffs. And that day on October twentieth, I cracked my ribs, and it was an ugly day. But we knew the road was going to go through Philadelphia, and uh, so we we uh, we beat San Francisco in the first first game at home in the playoffs. Then went up to Philadelphia's last game in the vet. Um, cold. Gruden mm. said it's going to be listen, something bad is going to happen early in the game. We just got to relax and get through it. And, yeah. and they, it did. Something bad happened. They ran the, over the kickoff to our 25-yard line. Next play, Deuce Daly runs a touchdown. They had the towels waving. I'm like, holy smokes. It's going to be a long day. And then we, we kind of hung in there and then uh, we had a play we called a triple right, F, uh, triple right um, 82 double smash X option. The play was to Joe Vicious over the middle. We'd had a hard time moving the ball in the first quarter. Make a long, he makes a long five yard catch, gets us down there. We score a touchdown, and then we kind of ran off with it at the very end. And then, kind of with Rondé Barber at the very end, intercepted Donald McNabb. Oh, uh, yeah. Next yep. thing you know, we're going to the Super Bowl, and they closed down the bet last game there. So it was pretty awesome. Then we then we made the next week the trip to San Diego. Wow, man, I just got chills listening to that. Cause, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, because you under you, you see it, you see what the atmosphere is like during playoff time, you know, the crowds, and especially playing in Philadelphia. You know, I'm pretty sure you heard a lot from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, a lot of trash talking back and forth. But, you know, you ultimately got the job done. Um, my, my next question is for you. I'm pretty sure you've heard this, you know, throughout. Like, how, how did it feel? Was it a, a, some form of sigh of relief when you got that Super Bowl and you got it done? It's incredible. I, when I watch the Super Bowl now, I pinch myself. That's what we did. We accomplished yeah. it. You know, for – for, you know, as a little kid, you don't say, I want to win the, the I, I want to win the division. <laughs> right, right. You don't say that. You want to say, I won the Super Bowl. I won a national championship. And so yeah. my whole life, I've never won the last game of the season. Never won a state championship. Never won a national championship. And been in the pros for a while. And then hadn't happened. So sometimes you, can, you might believe it's bigger than what it really is. Yeah. And I remember 1987, a guy named Phil Sims. Uh, played for the uh, great New York Giants. They beat the great Denver Broncos with the great John Elway. Yeah. And uh, Phil Simms, he went 22 for 25 through three touchdowns, Super Bowl 21. And he was the MVP of the game. And after it was over, confetti was falling on his face. He says, I'm going to Disneyland, you know? <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And so then 16 years later, you know, we're playing the great Oakland Raiders and, and you know, the coin flip takes place, and there's a guy named Don Shula and Bob Greasy and Larry Zonka. They're out there for the coin flip. And uh, Celine Dion, she's singing God Bless America, and the Dixie Chicks are singing the national anthem. And the whole world is watching. Man. You know? And so at the end of the game, you know, you know what took place? <laughs> we went 48-21, and the confetti was falling. And my hero, I got to say the same things as Phil Sins. I said, I'm going to Disneyland. 
you know, <laughs> the confetti was falling. And actually, I got a little picture of it right here. I don't oh. know if you can see it. So that was it right, oh, right, wow. right there. Yeah. I was with my, my friend John Gruden and holding my, my son, uh, Max. He's now quarterback at LSU. He's two years old wow. at that time. And my wife, Nikki, was seven and a half months pregnant with her son, Jake. And it's pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty awesome. And, and at the time, um, you know, confetti's falling. Uh, bon Jovi's down there singing, This is my life. And you hear him <laughs> winning it all by the outfield. And, mm-hmm the champions of the world and, and tell you a little funny story about it. So after the game, we do all these interviews and press conferences and stuff like that. And so I was doing that for about an hour or so. And so when I got done, I come out of the stadium, I take in the quick shower, the buses were leaving. So yeah. the buses, they took off. <laughs> so it was me, my wife, who's pregnant and my marketing agent named Brian Lammy. We're like, how are we going to get, how are we getting back to the hotel? You know? So we hitchhiked. Some guys were just walking by. Hey, we need a ride, man. Give us a ride. Hey! So we, oh. in, we, we get in their car, and we drive a couple miles. I said, man, listen, yay. We got hey, 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 you got to stop by the Circle K up here. I, I need to buy a little six-pack, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I was drinking a six-pack back in the back of the car. <laughs> uh, celebrating, you know? So then yeah. we got back to the hotel. I had a big, had a big party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wish there was Uber back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might not got home. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, I mean, looking at looking at the teams that you've played for. Yeah. You know, you had Minnesota, Washington. I'm not gonna call them the football team. They were the Redskins. Right. Uh, Tampa. You went back to Minnesota and then you played a short stint with Dallas. What was your favorite team to play for? Outside, yeah. I mean, obviously outside of Tampa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, ha- I had good and, and not so good at every organization. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some I had some great moments. I had some tough moments. So had it with every organization. So um, had some great runs, you know. And, and, and so the thing I'd tell you is I had some great coaches and great players that I play with. That's what I'd tell you about. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. you know, Minnesota, I was thankful for Denny Green that – drafted me and Jack Burns who got me at the time and playing for Brian Billick and Tony Dungy was there and then mm-hmm. playing the, with the greats of Chris Carter and Randy Moss and Jake wow. Reed and um, Randall McDaniel, Jeff Christie, Robert Smith, the list goes on. And then Washington, they were my favorite team growing up as a kid. Uh, it was awesome. You know, I grew up and watching Joe Theismann and Billy Kilmer. And next thing I know, I'm there. The guy, uh, Mark Ripken was there and, Doug Williams. I mean, I, I cheer for them when they won the Super Bowl. I, did, I used yeah. to walk around the Redskin jacket as a kid, yeah. you know. And then Tampa. I mean, it was pretty awesome, obviously there. Um, got to play for Tony Dungy there, and then yeah. uh, the Warren Saps and John Lynch was my roommate, and wow. you know, uh, he's now GM at 49ers and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And Derek Brooks, Warg Dunn. I mean, the list goes on. And so in Dallas, I had uh, Jason Witten and Tony Romo and Ooh. all those guys. So I just I had, I had great legends, great experiences, all of them. You know what I mean? I don't really don't have anything bad to say. Just uh, right. pretty, pretty awesome looking back at some of the coaches I played for: Jason Garrett, Wade Phillips, and yeah, uh, just some legends. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, how, best advice someone's ever given you, Brad. You know, it could have been a, as yeah. a child or even now as a you know a adult. Yeah, I think a few things. I'll give you a, thing, a few things here. So uh, my dad, he always told me it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. 
So a lot of mm. people they're complaining they don't. Ah, I can't. no, you're not ready, man. Do you do the work? Right. Do the work. You know, if you get that opportunity, then you you can seize the moment. But a lot of people they don't. They're not ready for when it really comes, and you never know when your moment's going to come. Also, my other thing my dad says is, you got to practice when others aren't. You know, so everybody's going to have a two-hour practice, but what are you going to do in your spare time? So you mm. get up early in the mornings, you watch an extra film, those kind of things, and then those. Um, you know, the other, I think it's a big deal. It's like, you know, what can you control? Yeah. Not much. So you can only control your attitude and effort. And those are big deals. It's hard to get there. And sometimes you're a victim of your circumstances, good or bad, around you. But the only thing you can really control is the way you prepare and what your attitude and those kind of things. So those are big deals. And, and I think just, you know, I think just love the game. You know, what, yeah. what makes you tick? What makes you tick? That's a big deal for me. And so I had, I had a guy named this trainer I worked with. Um, his name is Alex Serrano. So I met him in college. And uh, so it's a long story to get to that. But he always he asked me in college, he said, Brad, why do you play the game? And I said, well, you know, I, I want to be the starter at Florida State. Or, and he said, nah. He said, well, I want to get drafted, go to the pros. He said, I don't know. That, that's not a good enough answer for me, you know. Well, I said, well, I want to win a Super Bowl. That's, that's why I play now. You know, and I, I don't think – Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson, they play just to win. You know, I think the reason why they play is to hit great shots, great moments. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it took me a long time to figure out why, why, what made me tick. And really it's the, it, it, I call it for the two second rule, to be honest with you. It's the two seconds. It's to be able to call a play in the huddle. Axe, double right spear, Larry, 735 H pump, double cadence on two. You know, I love taking the snap. I love making the audible. Yeah. You know, I love dropping back. I got my football here. I love putting the football <laughs> in my hand. That's what I love. Hey, I'm open. I'm open. That's what, that's what I'm talking, baby. Hey, he's a basketball player. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but I love dropping back and I yep. love looking the linebacker off. And then and then I love giving a high five. And then I love scoring and, and giving a high five. But all those things I talked about was like two seconds. So I'd tell people like, Kind of the question you asked me, what, what, what do you play for? What, or what makes you do your podcast? What makes you, what makes you great? You know what I mean? Find, find out what makes you tick. And that, those are the two seconds that make me, make me tick. Wow. Dude, some good advice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, who would you say, college and in the NFL, who was probably your favorite and worst team to play against? Well, in college, the team that beat us, we, the team that we, I played at Florida State, and we always said one of the things was if you, if you can win the state championship, you got a chance to win the national championship. And so we're Florida State. The other two main teams at that time were University of Florida with the great Steve Spurrier, and mm -hmm. then um, Emma Smith, that was during that era, and then, then down there in Miami, that, that crew, you know. That was uh, Dennis Erickson and Jimmy Johnson. And um, so four out of the five years, we beat the University of Florida like a drum. And then four out of the five <laughs> years at, at Florida, at, at, during that time, Miami beat us. That was a wide yeah. ride. That was a two-point conversion. So that was, that's, how you want to, that's how you want to challenge yourself. We didn't, we didn't come through like we wanted to, and we didn't win the national championship. So that was our biggest nemesis, I'd say. And then in the pros, probably – you know, the team I hated the most because <laughs> I respected them the most was probably Philadelphia. 
I played against mm. them a bunch, whether I was in Washington or I was in Tampa and had some great matchups. They weren't always great games as far as numbers and throwing four or five touchdowns, but just like you knew it was going to be a battle, it was going to be ugly and those kind of things. So I say Philadelphia, another one's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Ooh. was, they had a bad team. And uh, so they, they were kind of a nightmare too, you know, but I love, but I love, I love the, I love the games of playing against Philadelphia. I mean, I love the games against the, the, uh, uh, the Packers love the oh. games, always playing up in New York, loved always yeah. to get going up to Chicago, those kind of games. So it's fun games. Yeah. Man, now I know Florida State, Tampa Bay, Gene Deckerhoff. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. I, lo- I love Legend. Gene. I love yeah. Gene. That's just I I think I could listen to him call plays for hours on end. It, it's just like it comes so natural to him. Yeah. Are you mean, are you yeah. are you friends with Gene? Yeah, mean Gene dancing machine. So <laughs> Gene can do it, man. He think about this stat. He called every play. Every play of Derrick Brooks's career in college and the pros, because mm. he called every every Saturday he's at Florida State game. Every Sunday he's at the Bucks game, and he's still doing it to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and he calls baseball there too, and he, he calls basketball games too. Yeah, I mean, he calls yeah. it all. So he's really smart, understands it, understands the game. Great passion for sports, but a great passion for Florida State and Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's love. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He can kick back a few beers too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, two part question. Uh, uh, funniest teammate you've ever had, and the most locked in, laser focused teammate you ever had. Yeah. The funniest guy. I can't really say everything he did, but it was really Corey Stringer. I don't know if you remember him. He, he passed away. He's Minnesota Vikings. Uh, mm right tackle, but he was the funniest guy. I can't tell you what he did. <laughs> right, TV right. cameras to say be funny or tell a joke he wasn't funny, but just naturally <laughs> around the locker room. And he was a great, 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 great teammate. He was probably the funniest guy. And then um, what was the other question? Great. Uh, the most uh, locked in. Guy? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'd probably say John Lynch. Mm. Yeah, John Lynch. He was my roommate. He was just, he was always dialed in. And obviously he's a Hall of Fame player. But he was he was that guy. Uh, he's a great teammate. Yeah, great great teammate. And if you know, he had the heartbeat of uh, not just the the defensive players but the offensive players. Ooh. He was yeah. he was tight with equipment managers and the trainers and just it, he was a he was a great great leader. I'd say him and Jason Witten were probably the two greatest leaders on mm. the team. I'm not saying greatest player, and, and, and Jason Witten would be Hall of Famer too. But yeah. I'm saying greatest teammate. And, mm, um, but there was a lot important. of, it, it, it's really hard to point out just, yeah, point, yeah. I mean, I could point out a hundred guys, but those, those, yeah. but John Lynch, I say he was, he was laser focused, you know, he was one of my favorite safeties, man. Uh, John Lynch, uh, I know he's a hall of famer, but most people, people really don't talk enough about how hard John Lynch hit, how, you know, competitive he was, uh, him and Rodney Harrison were my favorite, like, you know, back and forth. It was just like, you know, hit or miss with those. So, yeah. you know, John Lynch is, is, is definitely a legend, obviously a Hall of Famer. And, uh, yeah. you know, he got the job done. Yeah, no doubt. You know, the safety that I really – there's some great safeties. The Ed Reeds and – Ed Reeds, yeah. All those yeah. guys. But the guy that I really would love to see get in the Hall of Fame uh, – obviously, I'm pulling for Ronnie Barber, but he's not a safety. But All right. it, it, the guy that deserves it, because I think he set the trend for um, – uh, playing in the box, but also could play man to man. 
Uh, you know him for the Lambeau leap was Leroy Butler. Oh. I think he was. I think he was the great safety before, you know, all the other ones kind of made it. You know, so yeah. I hope he. I hope he needs to be. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. They need to, man. They need to change the whole Hall of Fame. Like, I, I feel like we can get in the Hall of Fame, me and you, Dan, right yeah. now. <laughs> you better check yourself. Questionable. I don't know. Questionable. I'm joking. I'm joking. I haven't played football since high school, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's incredible. That's you know, I know you mentioned your son's going to LSU. Yeah. How does that, how does that feel for you? Him going yeah. to LSU. I mean, did he have multiple offers coming in? Yeah. And would you have rather him head on down to Florida State? Right, right. Yeah, Max, I coached him pretty much out of the womb. And, uh, we, you know, seven, eight years old, we're working on three and five step drops and play face and how to take a snap and <laughs> coach him all the way through high school. And so he, yeah, he had a bunch of offers. And it's really strange when you go through the recruiting process, like half those coaches were fired or left, you know? So the greatness for, for, for kids is for them to make their own choice, you know? Right. And for Max, he wanted to blaze his own path. So I, I appreciate it, you know? They've had a rough year this year. They're four and four or something mm -hmm. like that, but yeah. for a lot of different reasons. But right. he's, had a great, he's actually had a great year if you really want to diagnose it. But but he's, he's, it's, it's fun now, but I'm a parent sitting up there eating popcorn in the stands. I can't tell him where to throw it or, yeah. <laughs> you know, look out for the, you know, the unblocked guy and that kind of stuff. But it's fun to watch him. He's a lefty. Wears number fourteen, same jersey I had, and, and uh, so it's pretty cool. But you know, now I, I'm more of a support system for him more than you know, you know, trying to coach him those kind of things. You know, but yeah. for him, it, he wanted to choose and blaze his own path, and so it's fun now as a parent to support him and watch him. That's odd. I mean, usually when it comes down to that, you know, your kids on the field. At least for me, I would always look for my parents. My pad, they'd, they'd be the first person I'd be looking for. So I think I'd, I would have, I would have heard. <laughs> he doesn't look up at us. That's the thing, man. I'm trying to get that Instagram moment and take a picture. You know? Yeah. He kind of does his own thing. He's pretty funny, you know. It's, it's crazy. Like, so in his time, in his time, actually at LSU already. So they went through a pandemic. Then they, they all went home. And then you have these hurricanes that take place. And you have kids yeah. opting out. And then you have uh, coaching changes. It's it's been unbelievable, and then you know, kids not even going to college. They can't. They just finally started going to class. They've been in, right. they were in their dorms looking at Zoom. So Max was doing an interview, uh, a live interview, uh, a few weeks ago after a game, and it was funny because he he ended up just looking uh, instead of talking to the person in the interview, he just like sh looking straight at the camera because he thought it was like a Zoom meeting. <laughs> you know, that's all these kids know is Zoom. You know, so it's funny. So our kids kind of grew up like that. Uh, <laughs> now I know we mentioned you played basketball. If you had to choose between the two, we we know you love for basketball. You're waking up at six o'clock in the morning. Oh Making my gosh, there you go. <laughs> Come on now. I'm ready. How's baby. that form? How's that form? How's that form? <laughs> okay, there you go. Yep, nice, <laughs> nice. Follow through. That's right. Balance out, double follow through. Yeah. How would you have seen your how would you how would you have seen your future if you would have stuck with basketball instead of football? I'd have been working at Home Depot. I wouldn't, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had a long career, you know. So basketball was my love. Yeah. I mean, it was my love now. And um, I, I was North Carolina Player of the Year coming out of high school, scored 
2,392 points and uh, played two years of college basketball at Florida State, went to NCAAs twice. But I was a six foot five guy that could shoot, but I wasn't a great defender, wasn't a great rebounder, and uh, wasn't a great ball handler. I was a, I was a really good passer. But you know what happens? My, I think my game tapped out in basketball. So if we're playing a game of horse, it's lethal. Okay, it's lethal. <laughs> but you they don't have guys out there shooting set shots anymore. So yeah, I would have had yeah. a short career in the NBA. But it's amazing when you see those guys up live and how long oh, they are, uh, how how athletic they are. And then the game, the three point game. That's right when when I was coming into college, is the first year that they had the three point line. Yeah. So that was kind of unheard of shooting that far. Like I remember in 1986, I believe the three point line was experimental in the ACC. It was actually a foot and a half inside the arc. You know, so the game's changed, but but uh, I enjoy watching it still. Yeah, they need to add a four point line. They should. They should. They need to. You <laughs> yeah, see Trey Young. They, yeah. Well, I mean, five point line. Hell, from yeah. Steph, Steph Curry, they shooting half. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> shooting half court shots. Yeah, yeah. like it's nothing. Incredible. Well, you know, you know, your your former team, you know, won Super Bowl last year. You know, um, watching that, you know, how, you know, you're obviously a part of that as well, being um, a former player there and a former champion. Uh, you know, how did it feel watching, you know, watching them get the job done? Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, we won it in 2003. Bucks hadn't been, uh, I don't think they won a playoff game in 18 years. Mm -hmm. So I remember when John Gruden came to Tampa, the expectations were high. Like, we're going to win it now, like I was telling you about earlier. And so he made a bunch of moves in free agency. So Tampa had had a pretty good defense the last few years, and they kind of unfortunately had some – they just didn't win, you know. Right. And then when Tom came to town, they made moves in free agency. They made 10, 10 moves, 10 roster moves in free mm -hmm. agency. The Leonard Fournette's, Antonio Browns, the Gronks, and yeah. that list, you know. So um, defense was phenomenal. They scored 145 points off of turnovers last year, scored 45 Crazy. from the playoffs. Oh they were God. seven and five at one point, like on the brink of what are they going to do? Then they got hot. Tom Brady in the first year of his system, very much like the very first year of our system under Gruden. So the years were very similar, to be honest with you. And uh, but what they did was, you know, they won their last eight ball games, won the three on the road in the playoffs, and then hosted the Super Bowl in a COVID year where they, you yeah. know, with no fans. And so it's pretty awesome to see what they did. They're, they're playing great again. So pretty yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those rings Man. are pretty cool too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I I actually lived in Tampa uh, once I graduated high school. I lived there for a year, and I actually lived right down the street from Raymond James. So I was working at Cheesecake Factory down the uh, North Shore. Uh, no, not the North Shore. It was the uh, international the International Plaza down there. Yeah. And, I had to work Saturdays and I had to work Sundays. Yeah. And if you don't leave like six hours before your start of the shift, you're not making it to work because yeah. Yeah. traffic roads oh, were blocked off. It's insane. And I think growing up, I actually had, I was about, about 12. It was about, it was about the time Gruden came and I had a subscription to sports illustrated kids. And there was a picture cartoon of John Gruden with a quote. Yeah. If we win the Super Bowl, I'll run up and down Dale Mabry Highway in my underwear. <laughs> and I had that posted on my wall. <laughs> I just think, I, I mean, like you said, you know, Tampa was irrelevant up until that point. And I, yeah. I think that 
that was just the turning point for for that team. And like I stated before, that was that was an amazing team, an, an yeah. amazing team that got put together. Right. And I mean, I don't really know where I'm going with that. I just want to yeah. go ahead and share. No, <laughs> no, it, 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 and if you're going to win those things, if, yeah. you're gonna win, if you won a Super Bowl, when you look back, doesn't matter who won it last year or two years ago, those right. teams, when you win it, you better be good. You better have little luck. But off those teams, you're probably going to have some guys make the Hall of Fame off those teams. Like, you got to be that good. And you're probably going to have a lot of guys who are pro bowlers that maybe didn't get the credit of Hall of Fame, but, like, they were really, really good, you know. And then you got to just be healthy, and it's got to go your way. And yeah. so to win it, you got to have all the above. But you're probably going to have coaches that were, like, assistants that went on. So, like, off that team that we had, like, just coaches-wise, it was like we talked about the three Hall of Famers and maybe two more that might make it. But then Mike Tomlin was an assistant with us. You know, he's gone That's on to right. win the Super Bowl in, in uh, Pittsburgh. And then Rod Marinelli went on to be a um, – he went on to be a, a head coach. And Joe Barry, he went – we had a bunch of guys who were assistants. They went on to become coordinators. Like, there was a lot of talent on the team. There was a lot of, like, talent in the coaches too. So, you better have – you better have everything, you know. Yeah. That's why I told you, like, sometimes you're a victim of good or bad around you and that you control your attitude and effort. But we were loaded with – with all the above and it still took some luck to go on the way too you know yeah yeah that's what i love about the nfl like you know once you win a super bowl in, in particular you get noticed as other coaches they get offered these jobs and i wish the nba did that as well they, they're starting to get better a lot more every time a team wins a championship certain coaches get looked at but it seems like in the nfl once that one team wins it it seems like all the other teams are ready to you know offer these different coaches other positions, higher positions. So I really like that about the NFL. Yeah. Because uh, they give a lot of opportunities out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot more. There's a lot more positions. I mean, there's not. Right, there right. Is. Every year you're gonna have you know Black Monday where everybody gets fired on the last day of the season. But right, right. But you'll have six or seven guys who get fired this year. Next year be six, seven after the season's over. So there's more opportunities and there's a lot of great great assistants out there. You know. So. Yeah. Definitely. 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 Now, in the near future, do you ever see yourself going back to be a coach in either the collegiate level or professional level? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. The college thing, man, I mean, those guys, not alone, they're held the same accountability as a pro coach, but then you're recruiting kids, you're, yeah, you're on the yeah. road, you're traveling, you're worried about academics. You, I mean, I don't know how – got to give those guys credit. They still get fired too, you know? So yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're always moving up. And I think to be a to be one of those coaches, like honestly, if you're a position coach, you'll become a coordinator. If you're a coordinator, you'll become a head coach. And so coaches, they're they're always moving, transition. So I'll be honest with you, my 17 year career, I moved enough. I, I like stability. I love being with my family. I love watching yeah. my kids play now and those kind of things. So I, I like stability of it. But I, I kind of I love I love watching college football, but because I think it's more fun, just the atmosphere of the bands and the cheerleaders mm. and just the, the traditions of it. But I kind of understand the pro game better just because I played it better and the hash marks are different. So I'm, and, but I've enjoyed coaching high school football. I've done it now for 13 years and kind of been active with that. You know, that, that's about where I want to stay at. Yeah. Now, I know the kids in high school are getting – I mean, they're, they're getting born a lot later, obviously. But do they, do they walk in and say, oh, is that – that's 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 Brad, Brad, Brad Johnson, or, or are they just like, oh, uh, it's coach? Coach, what's up? <laughs> it becomes coach. It becomes coach. So, 
it's funny that that, that kind of gets over. You know, I, I don't ever really, um, go into those kind of things with them. And if you don't know me, you don't know me. And I, mm -hmm. I go as Coach Brad, and I'm the guy that's, you know, carrying water bottles and filling up the footballs with air and just setting up the tents and TVs on the side. You know what I mean? So I love just being a part of it. I think it's great to be a part of something. So that's that's why I'm doing high school football. And my younger son, he's a he's a tight end for our high school. And so I kind of, you know, I get to be with my son on the field, you know, like I did Max, I get to be with Jake, my younger son. He's actually committed to go to LSU also. So that keeps me, it keeps it fun for me. But what I really enjoy more than the games, I actually love working with quarterbacks one-on-one. -on -one. I don't, I don't charge in kids, those kind of things, but I love working with kids one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, it may be just to help a kid throw a football better. It may be to help a kid become a starter at middle school or JV team or, and then how to, you know, some kids go on to play college football too. So there's different levels for all those kids, but you kind of just want to see a kid reach their max potential, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's funny Definitely. because it's funny you say that because where, where I went to high school, my, my gym teacher, um, he, uh, his brother was Mark Bavaro. So my gym teacher was David Bavaro. And he would Your come gym in. teacher was Dave Bavaro. Yeah. <laughs> he was my roommate in Minnesota. No way. Wow. Yeah. Dave Bavaro and Luke Fisher. Yeah. What you, a small you world. You, do you see him ever now? I I mean I moved out. He he's he's a uh, gym teacher over at Malden Catholic. Yeah. And he like the first day I'm a freshman. I walk into the class. Like, oh, gentlemen, uh, swinging swing, swinging the whistle around. <laughs> he's like, I just want to let you know I used to play professional football and along with my brother. I'm like, I'm looking at him and I'm I'm 14 years old and he's just built. I'm like, oh my god. Like I couldn't stop staring at him. He was just he was just a ball of yeah muscle and he towered over everybody <laughs> yeah that's funny man. that's hilarious that's yeah, great, guy. great guy small world it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> well my my last question for you brad because this has been a great great time um getting to know you especially you know um let the people know what what, what you got going on what else you got going i know you mentioned it earlier um, but is there, if there's any additional stuff that, you know, you would like to share, you know, that people can find you on and you yeah. know, see, see what you got going on. Yeah. Basically, I live in Athens, Georgia, coaching high school football, chasing family, love being with my family. Two charities I'm involved with are the Evelyn Foundation and, and Beyond, Beyond All Borders. Uh, you find me on Instagram and, and um, Twitter. It's, it's Brad underscore Johnson underscore 14. And my TikTok is Big Bad Brad 14. Got the greatest <laughs> trick shots you've ever seen. So keep it fun. We got the uh, yeah. and the Big Bad Brad. The, the merchandise is coming out. It's cafepress.com uh, uh, backslash Big Bad Brad 14. So all that money goes to charity. And uh, so it's, it, that's kind of why I stay active and just love being around people. You know, anyway, I can help out. That's there it awesome. is. We got to pick up is. some of those hats once they drop. We have to. Yes, we have, we have to. to. Yeah. Um, it's like when I put the hat on, listen, I'm telling you now, it's like it's like Superman having his cape on. <laughs> I don't make these shots. When you see the TikToks, I know you guys have seen some of them, but like, I mean, it's out there, man. When I put that, it's like I got to have the hat on if I'm going to make these shots. So sometimes <laughs> it takes a little time to make them. So it's my good luck yeah. thing. But. You know, a lot of people have been asking about it, so it's coming out. I don't know. Uh, I saw I saw a TikTok of uh, your wife making these trick shots. Yeah, she gets into it too. So Nikki wow. Nine is where she goes. Ah, you know, yeah. I've had Max and Jake both have yeah. been in there. So sometimes it's 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 a family thing. We have fun. Yeah, with oh, that's man. awesome. 
Yeah. Family, family's always important. And I, you know, I, I've enjoyed this hour that we've had talking with you. It's, it's been nothing but full of knowledge. And yeah, like we just said, such a small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My gym teacher and <laughs> you were roommate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I love this. This was this was definitely a great uh, conversation. It was it was a great, definitely. you know, it, it wasn't just reading stats like we said. Going, yeah. you know, we, we had fun, we yeah. laughed, and yeah. we were just going back and forth. And it, it's it's just a great thing that we have. We're gonna go ahead and pick up some hats. Uh, yes. if you if if you will, just uh, send us send us a copy of that link. Uh, you have our information. We'll blast it all over the place, and. We'll see where that takes us. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Hey, I appreciate you guys reaching out, man. It's fun, it's fun being with you guys. I know you're going to have a great – a lot of success with what you're doing. And I you do so. a great job with it. So I appreciate you guys having me on the show. <laughs> yeah, thank we you, We appreciate Brad. you, Brad. Hey, get that jump, jump shot right, you know? It's on, baby. Check that shit out. It's on. It's on. <laughs> Next time you come up here, you and Charles, one-on-one. Oh, right. yes. Let's go. Big <laughs> game of horse. That's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Brad, All right, great guys. talking with you. Good Thank luck you. in everything. Very good. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Wow. That Super was. Super Bowl champion. Who would have thought we'd be here? Wow. We are getting better and better. Who would have thought? My, my, my gym teacher, my one and only. <laughs> he was one of my favorite gym teachers, too. <laughs> and I. I used to, I used to absolutely kill him wiffle ball. I mean, you've seen me play wiffle ball. You're a legend. You're a legend. <laughs> I don't know about the great Bambino, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was that was great. I love what awesome, he's man. doing with his yes. with his merchandise and promoting his charities. That's that's great, and you know, it's it's definitely going to be something we're going to go ahead and promote. Like I said, because everything is so much better when not only you get something. For something you donate so exactly that's 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 Very just a wonderful good. thing um other than that i don't know you do you, do you want to take a break so we can cool off and- yeah let's cool off. Let's, <laughs> that was because that was that was that was amazing that was a lot we got a again we had a super bowl champion i'm trying to like really understand like wow we just had brad johnson on here you know seriously so that's that's really good yeah let's come back from breaking uh let's get into these 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 uh nfl and college football man let's get it going yeah maybe maybe i gotta go ahead and send a direct message to uh warren sap next hey oh that would be great you never know what could happen uh all right guys we'll be right back yes sir I think I'm cooled off. 
I don't know yeah, I am too. Yeah, I'm very cooled <laughs> off. Cooled off. Cooled off. I'm feeling good. Feeling better. Uh, definitely. I mean, hey, week eight NFL kicked off. Green Bay Packers are winning seventeen to seven. Hey, uh, so I have a question for you. Yes, I might have an answer. Now I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure Buccaneers are your favorites to go to the Super Bowl, correct? No. Oh, really? No. no. Oh, wow. I told Breaking you. I, 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 no, I no, 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 no. This was like. I don't know. Three, four months ago, I, I said the Bills. You're are right. Go. The Bill. The no, Bills. well, I, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me. Let me. Uh, the in the NFC. Sorry. Oh, the NFC. NFC. Yes. It yes. was going to be the Bucks. It was going to be the Bucks and the Bills. So my question for you is: Are you are you are you worried about Green Bay? Because I had this same conversation earlier at work today, and I, I, I. A lot of people are saying Aaron Rodgers is coming for Brady, and uh, I, I'm starting to see it because, man, they're on the roll. They're on the roll right now, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is looking really good. They are. I'm not concerned about Green Bay when it comes to Tampa. <clears throat> yes, they are beating the undefeated Arizona Cardinals right now, but Aaron Rodgers in prime time, yeah, I believe his record is eight and one or nine and one, some some crazy record like that. And yeah. I think I saw a stat where he is without. Uh, Adams, right? Adams, Devontae yes. Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams, yep. He's undefeated in games. Right. I'm not too concerned about the Packers. Okay. Yes, they're winning tonight. Arizona is Arizona. I mean, maybe we're, we're finally seeing what they are, what they're made of. And I mean, they're yeah, young. They're the, too young. The loss, the loss of JJ uh, Watt, that's, I mean, that's one player. Yeah, one player off the field. Yeah. I mean, that's one big player, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, when it comes when it comes to Green Bay, they have weapons. They have weapons, yeah. and the funny thing is, Randall Cobb. You never know what you're going to get out of him. Never know. Never and know. you know, some days he'll he'll only get like three targets for five, ten, fifteen yards. Other days he's scoring two touchdowns, three touchdowns. You don't know. But they do have the weapons. They get the weapons at running back, wide receiver, eh, tight end, and yeah. the defense is the defense is up in the air also. Oh uh, yeah, and if they can play defense like they're playing right now, holding the Cardinals a high scoring team to seven points, you know you got something there. But I, I I agree with you because at the end of the day, it for me it all depends on where the game will be at. You know, uh, is it going to be, you know, out in Tampa, or is it going to be in Green Bay if they are uh, uh, have the pleasure of meeting each other in, in that playoff? So, you know, uh, that all depends. But even though Brady can win anywhere, can Aaron Rodgers win anywhere? So that's the that's the difference for me. You know? Yeah. I I mean, here we go. Like I like I just said, I'm looking right now at the at the box score. Randall Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> What's his numbers? Who would have Who would have thought? He would have a touchdown in this game, but like I said, without without uh, Devonte Adams, anything is possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is is he? I think he, did he just get injured? Anybody oh, in the no. uh, anybody in the chat? Yep, Hopkins ed- exited the game midway oh. through the first quarter. Oh, first quarter after making a fifty-one yard catch, but oh, he also not serious. Yeah, that's. One, yep, fifty yards. That's 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 a big. Player. But that's the thing, DeAndre Hopkins. He has been 
either with his rib injury. Yeah, yeah. Or he he's been up in the air also. Uh they they do have players that can replace him. AJ Green, yeah, they got they got and, a couple. And, you know, I'm going to keep yeah. bringing up his name Christian Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because yeah. he's on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> no, but when it comes to the Bucks and Packers, I'm not concerned. Uh the Cardinals this might be their their downfall. This this might be their breaking point, and this is their true test. And I think it's finally showing. I mean, they're 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 getting absolutely demolished at home right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't so, know. There's no, yeah. there's nothing else I can say about the Bucks are just looking. Game. They're looking unbeatable at this moment. Brady's just on a mission. He's the MVP. I think I think he's gonna win the MVP this year. They just need to stay doubt. healthy. They got especially stay healthy, that defense. Right? The defense needs to get healthy. Yeah. Uh, Gronk needs to get healthy. They need to start working on their running back game. Yeah. Because yeah. you have you have three great running backs and not 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 a single one of them can really produce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll know. see. We'll see how that goes, man. But uh yeah, man, it's been it's been a lot of surprises so far. Um I feel I like we talked about earlier, uh you know, the Chiefs, man, they're just, you know, I think this is the year where they're just like understanding all right, this is not our year. We, we maybe, even though they had a couple good signings, getting that offensive line right, signing a couple pieces there, but it seems like it just hasn't gotten put together. Obviously, injuries, but Mahomes, I think they figured them out a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I just feel like they just need to regroup next year because, you know, teams are figuring out what they do. You know? Well, who knows? Because they're playing the Giants Monday night and – they're I'm, I'm just going to say it right now they're going to go from yeah. three and four to a 500 record yeah. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest maybe yeah, this yeah, is a true. swift kick in the ass that, that the chiefs need yeah it's yeah that's true. A nice easy layup win yeah that's true that's true but the defense man i that's the thing too their defense is horrible yeah it's horrible they don't they, they can't stop anybody and i feel like that's why teams feel confident playing against these these guys if you, if you remember is the past few years teams you know the okay i'm not saying you know teams are scared but they know man we're going against pat mahomes mm-hmm. at offense and in the past there are uh, the chiefs offense got the defense ready you know what yeah. i'm saying even though the defense was, has always been all right but they 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 gear up when the offense gears up but you know teams are not you know even if you're going to uh going to kansas city or if you're they come into your place teams are really they're ready to go against them you know now i mean looking at this week's schedule yeah do you have any real good games you're kind of concerned about or any possible upsets i think i've two weeks in a row i think i've predicted an upset i got i got well is this an upset because we talked about it earlier i got the patriots winning against you know, the Chargers, man, and it be, be, even though even though it was against the Jets last week, even though it was against the Jets, you saw I saw. Well, I'll say I saw a lot out of Mac Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, but it's the Jets. I get it. I get it. But he's improving. He's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. No matter what, he's still a rookie. He's still got to learn because he could have went out there and threw five interceptions. You know, because was it I, necessary for the Patriots to drop fifty four on them? Maybe for their confidence, because now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to score against this Chargers team. You're gonna have I to think, score. I think they they scored all their touchdowns against the Jets. 
Because I mean, Justin Herbert. I mean, they are they on a two game losing streak? Three? Or did they win last? Week? No, they just came off a bye. It, okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's that's what they needed. They needed that bye. Yeah. So I I mean I like the Patriots, man. I just you know I think this is a big test for them. You know, and and of course you know if they win this game they get back to five hundred because they need every win that they can get. And uh, you know the Bills. You know, we'll see what the Bills look like this week, even though I think they have – they got the Dolphins this week, so that's another – that's a win. But, oh, yeah. you know, I just feel like the this game could be the game of the week on scoring-wise because both teams, their defense are okay. You know what I mean? But you but know, here's know, the thing. It, how, yeah. how do you feel How do you feel about the Deshaun Watson trade rumors? Ooh. How do you feel – how do you think that's going to make a sophomore quarterback feel? He's already yeah. said – I think he put out uh, – Yeah, I saw the quote. Yeah. Put, out, put out like a double negative. <laughs> like, uh, they, they they don't not want me. They don't not want me. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just been traded, buddy, yeah. <laughs> just after that. You no, know? but that's the thing. If, if they do trade for Deshaun Watson, he's not on any list right now. Yeah. And he's got a no trade clause. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to play this year if he goes to Miami. Right. I think I said he was going to go to Miami. And then I said either the Seahawks or Houston will pick up Cam Newton. Yeah. he Deshaun Watson will not be able to play. He will be – if he gets traded, he'll be put on the commissioner's exempt list. I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to play. He's not going to get paid. Houston doesn't want to pay him anymore. No, they don't. And, I mean, rightfully so. You're paying, you're paying a, a quarterback – millions of dollars to sit on the bench and not play just to what Pam and he's taking up a, a spot on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that's getting in the young quarterback's head. Yeah. Is it right? Would you, I, I feel like at the moment they should just do it because of the fact that Deshaun Watson is one of a kind and people tend to forget now again it is a risk because what if he can't play in the nfl for another year because they haven't figured this whole case out with him so you know i i I feel bad for the young guy in in miami but you know it's like what would you do it's like i this reminds me even though it doesn't remind me too much but like remember when isaiah thomas on the celtics traded him for Kyrie? you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying it's like it's like that would you would you do that? I would do that still, be, unfortunately, because Kyrie's a better player. You know, yeah, at but the Kyrie, moment. Kyrie really didn't do anything for the Celtics, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did stuff without him. <laughs> yeah, he was just, too busy producing Uncle Drew. <laughs> so I, I, but in that in that in the skill sense, it's like, all right, would you you would do that? You know, because Deshaun Watson is. Before before all this came out, he was having a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I I would take him still because of the fact that what if stuff happens? You know what I mean. So what if he does get lucky and you know he's back on the on in the league and he's ready to go, and he's and he wants to be in Miami. People, he's he's said it, you know. And I think it'll be good for 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 the city of Miami and that organization just to get some new new blood, and uh, you know. Get some new I, energy. I think I think that was a great comparison that you did with Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving because yeah. it all stems from injuries, right? And that's I mean that's that's actually a really good comparison. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm actually kind of yeah. happy you said that. Oh, thank you, thank you. I try. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But <laughs> let's just be honest. Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. was the better quarterback in Miami I, last year. And yeah, I agree. This I agree. year, believe it or not, Jacoby Brissett was actually. <laughs> 
He's actually better when Tua was injured. Yeah, and and I think and let's talk about you know Jacoby Brissett's former team, the Colts. Man, they're going against a big a big uh you know a good game on this week. And and you mentioned the upset. I think the Colts can get the Titans, man. I think they, they can. can get they're, them. they're coming off that two game high. They're coming off. The, yeah. <laughs> they're they're coming off of uh, beating the the they, the they Bills, the Ravens, and they and they beat the the Bills. Yeah, that, yeah. It's it's just like Reese said. You have to somehow stop a moving stop. refrigerator. Oh my Derek gosh, Henry. Jesus! <laughs> I don't know it's how just, how it's going to be. I don't know how a guy that big can move that fast. I think they clocked him. <laughs> they clocked him in during that during that Bills game. I think they clocked him at like twenty two and a half miles an hour. Wow! And crazy. I, like like I said, I didn't even see his feet touch the ground. But it's like, how do you stop him, man? Like, how do you stop? You don't. <laughs> He's running over three guys. As if he, it doesn't matter. What you have to he, do is bring Warren Sapp back in. <laughs> let's right. get Brad. Let's get Brad back on here. See how we can stop it. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, man, I, th- I I like how the Titans are playing, and uh, you know, I do believe that they're like you said, they are coming off of that two game high, and you know, this is a trap game because this is a divisional game. You know, the Colts really want to get back to who they are and you know can I mean, can the titans come in there and really set the tone early and their defense surprisingly has been playing great um but it's again it's either you stop you stop henry and you, again they're so dangerous you got brown on one side and julio so but Tannehill, i'm still not a believer in Tannehill. right i'm not now. either we're, it's just, we're in the same boat when it comes to that at least oh my gosh man i i i and, and it's good he's brought him to the uh, AFC Championship before. But, like, right now, man, can you trust him in the playoffs? Can you really – and I, I, he has to show it. He has to prove it to us that he that he can he can get to that next step. And the Bills are in front of you. Uh, and, and, you know, bringing my stuff back, the Chiefs, they still – maybe this week this is a game where they can get back. But, like, you know, you still got some good teams in the AFC. So, you know, I like that. I like that game in particular, the Titans and Colts. I do like that. <clears throat> I think it is going to be an upset. Um, I think you're wrong when it comes to the Patriots beating the Chargers. <laughs> okay. Come on, man. Believe Matt it Jones. or not, believe it or not, I do see the Jaguars going into Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, Seattle needs to sign Cam Newton. They, I'm do. T- I'm, they do. They need, they need to sign him. Cam like, just came out on? with his workout video on Instagram. I think I think it's time. You know, we said last week Cam finally went out, got vaccinated, did his own research or whatever. Right. Uh, and whether or not they want to say it, that is a fact that shouldn't even be brought up. And even outside of the sports, you know, these these people shouldn't be getting fired because they're not vaccinated. Mm. But. That's a different topic for a different day. I don't want to see Funky Friday anymore. I don't, no. I'm tired of these Funky Fridays. From I only, I only, I only watched one, <laughs> and that was don't. that was after he got released. Because I, he, he might not say it, but this is he. I feel like he's created that because it's a message to the league of saying I still want to play and I'm still who I am, but I'm going to show you that I don't care, even though I do care. But you know, I want to tell my hat, my side of the story of certain things, and I get it. And it's, it's a look at people to get to know him even more. But he needs to be in the league and not not being having his own show right now. 
if he could do both, fine. But like, I, I'm a Cam Newton fan. I had him as an MVP candidate before Bill Belichick wanted to. Which right now, thinking about it, is a, is a better move because Mac Jones is a better quarterback at the moment. But Cam Newton, I'm I'm always supporting Cam Newton. But I want to see him with the Seahawks. Just it's smart. It's just it's a better. It's a good decision to just get him on there. They're and struggling. There's, there's there's teams. I mean, Geno Smith is is he Gino all right? Smith. Oh my is gosh, is he all right? Man. And even uh, who was it? They just signed uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, the um, <laughs> he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It? Crap, who signed him? I'm drawing a blank right now. I got you. Uh, Joe Flacco. Here we go. Let's see, we'll get there first. Oh, Philadelphia. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's is he? I mean, uh, it's Joe Flacco. Yeah, it's not not too. Con- I mean, you're gonna take Joe Flacco over Cam Newton? No, no. That's the it. thing. I mean, Cam Newton balled out during preseason. I'm gonna preseason. He did. He did. He really did. And again, even though I would say certain games that the Patriots lost, I feel like Cam Newton. If he was in there, Cam Newton could have got them out of trouble because Mac Jones can't run. He does hold the ball a lot. And but that all falls on the offensive line. It all agreed. falls on the offensive line. I know Trent Brown they got rid of. Yeah, yeah. They need to experiment some more. They need to they need to do a lot more things, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I'm I'm not really I'm not really digging this this Sunday and Monday. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like two weeks in a row. Yeah. I mean, Arizona just tied it uh no, they didn't tie it up. They they're 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 down a field goal. Hmm. Down a field goal, so it's seventeen fourteen. Is the Bucks and Saints? Is that an upset or the Bucks? It's in no. it's in New Orleans, but no, it's it's the Saints. Yeah, that's true. It's the Saints. It's it's a big I game. Mean, They're four and two. It's a big game. It, it was just it was just shocker that they beat the Packers, but that was also with Jameis Winston. That's true. And then you look at their other wins. You know, they lost to at the time a hot Panthers team and a hot Sam Darnold. Right. But Sam Darnold is finally showing his Jets colors right now. <laughs> and then they beat the Patriots, lost to the Giants. They beat Washington and Seattle. Yeah. Everybody's beating Seattle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially now. Especially yeah. now. I feel bad yeah. for DK Metcalf. Yeah. My fantasy definitely. team. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, like you said, this week eh, I'm not really excited. Um, I'm not. The, the, only, the only game I'm excited for is watching my man. Justin Ooh, they're Herbert. gonna they're gonna win that game, Patriots. Man, let's go. Let's get I Dan. Thought, let's... I, I thought I thought you were about to change your mind. No, I'm not scared of Justin <laughs> Herbert. Not this week. Uh, come on. You think he can figure out Bill Belichick? Nah, he can't figure out Bill Belichick. Absolutely. He, what is Bill Belichick against young quarterbacks? What's the record? It's a it's a lot. It's, it's well. A lot. Let's see. Bill's been in the game a long time. Mm-hmm. Different teams. <laughs> Patriots are struggling both sides of the ball. I think I think you're nervous, Dan. I think there's a little bit of of like you're like okay, I I see you, Mac Jones. That 54. You wasn't impressed by 54 points. It's the Jets. <laughs> it's, it's the NFL, man. It's hard to win. It's the Jets. <laughs> Anybody can beat the Jets. Anybody can beat the Jags. Apparently now anybody can beat the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I Whatever. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't uh, wait. I, I don't know. I'm I'm done with the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hop, hopping over to college. Let's go. Big noontime game. 
Michigan, Michigan State. You know what side I'm on. What side you on, Dan? Michigan State. Mm, Two 7-0 teams. I got to go with Michigan. John John Harbaugh is going to get it done. No. (laughs) No, 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 no. He's gonna get it done with this team. I mean, I, I I do I do feel like you know this is obviously this could be another game of the uh, of the of the year in college football. But just the fact that man, can you imagine Michigan in general, man? How you know it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm excited for Michigan be and, and as a whole because I mean we haven't had th- these two teams be this good in a while, correct? That is that 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 is definitely true. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, who who you know who's to say that you know is it an upset either way? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do feel Michigan can get it done, but Michigan State is for some reason you especially you guys have been saying it too. I've still been on the fence, but I'm a believer now in Michigan State because y'all you guys you and Reese in general have been saying, listen, watch out for what is going on with this team. You know, well, they have they have plenty of weapons especially yeah. at the running back position in Ken Walker uh, Peyton Thorne yeah unbelievable Mm-mm. the kid is 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 I don't even like I don't even know words to pretty much describe, <laughs> describe <laughs> him. he's just he's he's been insane and he even yeah. back up Anthony Russo when he hey, Russo him. yeah yeah this Michigan, this Michigan State team is just they, like I said numerous times before. I don't even know the last time this Michigan State team was relevant, <laughs> and even Michigan. I mean, Michigan, right. you go back oh, to yeah. what, 05, between between the eras of 05 and you know 2000. Let's just say 10, 15, yeah. maybe. It's not. No. And then this is the year of the underdog. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll continue to say this all season long. The year of the underdog, without a doubt. At Michigan State. And I feel like Michigan needs this. I mean, I I've I, t- I took a look at their their next their next three games, man. You got Penn State, Maryland, and then Ohio State. I feel like Michigan needs this win more than in my in, in, uh Michigan State. Which, which goes to my point of Ohio State. You know, they're, they're playing Penn State. Yeah. Ohio State is due for at least one more loss. And, okay. you know, they, they do play Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah. Ohio so, State is going to lose a mm. couple of games. They're going to drop out of that five spot. Who knows yeah. what Penn State is going to throw at them this weekend. Right. Right. Penn Anything. State, <laughs> Penn State, you know, they, they had a terrible loss, but uh, they they dropped very heavily <laughs> in the standings. Yeah. Um, another game I am looking forward to is Auburn and Ole Miss. Mm. Because this Auburn team, right when you counted them out, Bo Nix comes back. I'm still not sold on Bo Nix. He's just a name. Right. And I mean, Lane Kiffin showed what <laughs> he can do to his old team. Uh, but I see what Georgia, when Georgia did to them a few weeks ago, man. I mean, that, <laughs> but it seems like Georgia's. But it's Auburn. Just, yeah, but it's yeah, Auburn. it's Auburn. Yeah, it's Auburn. I mean, they had a big win against Arkansas last week. That was fine. But like like you said, I, I mean, that this Mississippi and Arkansas game, I, I mean, Auburn game, that should be interesting as well. 
Um, uh, I think I think honestly, the game of the week, the of the whole week for me, I wrote it down here. Well, not the game of the week. I'm sorry. Uh, I talked about it earlier. Cincinnati, man, they're they're seven and zero. They're seven and zero. Um, I, I took a look at their their schedule. It's so easy. <laughs> Tulsa, South Florida, SMU. That might be okay, but then East East Carolina. I mean, they. That's eight, nine, ten. That's eleven and zero right there. Four game, four games. I mean, I Cincinnati man, they're just they just really have been pressing me week by week, man. I mean, how do you feel about that? I like them. I I think I said last week or two weeks ago. I do see them in the college football playoff. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, if you really want to look at schedule wise. I would call them the Notre Dame of the top 25, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. They they play yeah. these crappy teams, and even looking at your Alabama roll titers. No, no, say it. No, no, say it. Say it with me. Roll no, I, w- I, w- I will not say that. Roll I will not tie. say that. You see what's happening to Alabama quarterbacks nowadays. Um, you might as well just like crown them. You might as well just no. crown them. Come on, crown They're not going to win. Look. We're not, not going to talk they're, about they're, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, uh, Listen, get ready for the Iron Bowl, Okay. Auburn is gonna beat Alabama. What did what did uh, our Anthony Brown do <clears throat> last week? <clears throat> Listen, all right. Oh and two? Zero touchdowns. What's going on? What's going on with our guy? Told you UCLA was the one game of that whole entire you season did. I was I was concerned about. And Dorian Thompson Robinson actually got injured, which kind of helped yeah. us, but at the end, Oregon started choking. Started choking. But is this hey, it for them? This is it. No, I, and again, no, I, no, no, no. You no, sure? No, no. no, I, no. I, I, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've sensed a different energy from you from the beginning of the season to now. Like you, you. you well, I was high. I was high on that. You Ohio was, State. You were, absolutely. Yeah, you I was, was riding high for like three weeks, <laughs> <laughs> and then Stanford rolled in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> Stanford. But I, I, I mean, I know you're confident. You're, you're obviously this is your squad, but like. I just I don't I'm not getting the same level of Alabama's like e Oregon's like eh. it's like every week they're like oh they look but then like I I just don't know man I don't know Oregon Oregon has Colorado this weekend don't lose Colorado, Colorado. don't lose Oregon's like twenty five point I know yeah I saw it <laughs> <laughs> a big game from Anthony Brown he's a a, a, a comeback game a a big bounce back game. Yeah, and by the way, I'm going to be receiving numerous pictures and videos and all this because my father is out at the game going to visit my brother. Hey. You should be out there. I should be. You should be out there. I should be, but oh well. Oh well. I already already (laughs) had Spencer Webb up. I said, uh, take care of him. Take care. Let's go. Uh, Come on, Spencer. <laughs> and and that was no shade at Anthony Brown. I just I feel like he can play better. Man, I, I like love Anthony better. Brown. I love I Anthony like, Brown. I, feel like I told you better. I loved him since BC. You know what? I'm gonna go on a rant. I'm gonna go on a rant. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I'm gonna let it be. I'm gonna let it be. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm I'm cooling off. I'm cooling off for now. I'm just saying. <clears throat> it's the Alabama. Uh, I'm an Alabama guy, so you know I really I really. Am rooting for Oregon, but I'm sorry, you Dan. You know who the best team is. I just need you to say it right now. The best it's definitely team. not Alabama. Clearly, <laughs> if they're not number yeah, one. I know, I know. <laughs> Freaking number three. My gosh, it's definitely uh, not Alabama. Uh, 
Yeah, how are you going to let gonna... Georgia slide? Do the Georgia slide. See, see, see and, and again, and our guy, Reese, we keep mentioning him because he's obviously awesome for us. Uh, he, Georgia, man, uh, he told me to watch out for them, man. I'm not scared yeah, of them. They're, choke, they're not... choke artists. I know. I know they are, but I'm not scared of them personally. You know, if Alabama plays, I'm really not scared of them. But, like, at the same time, man, Alabama, we need to step it up a little bit because, you know. I got we got some some partying to do when they get when we win this when this this chip. Another another upset late Saturday game that I have. This will be the last one for me. Yeah. Fresno State at San I see. Diego State. I knew he was gonna pick that one. Yeah. Fresno's unranked. San Diego State, for some strange reason, they they somehow got good. Don't count Fresno State out. They, they are they they are the, Fresno is a good team who they beat this season who have they beaten (laughs) come on you you want to you want to list alabama's teams that they've beaten uh Uh, let's see uh boston high school uh uh, who else uh cambridge Cambridge (laughs) Cambridge Ridge Ridge Nah, but Fresno State is the truth man they 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 are balling and they gave oregon a scare they gave oregon a scare they gave oregon a scare but Fresno, they gave Oregon a scare, absolutely. And that was a very smoky day in Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. coming down to it, yeah, who have they played? They they shut out Wyoming. Uh, they beat US, UCLA. Uh, they absolutely wiped UConn. Yeah. Who isn't wiping UConn? <laughs> they should have won a Hawaii, though. They should have won They should have. They should have. And yeah. Hawaii is not a Hawaii team that I, I actually like right. this year for reasons unbeknownst to me. I want to go to Hawaii, but I just, yeah, they, they're not really. No. <laughs> I was actually shocked that that they shut out Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. Wyoming, I was watching that game. Wyoming kind of crapped the bed. Right, uh, right. Let, they're, they're, I don't want to throw any shade at Brayden Smith, but their uh, defense their defense looked good. Brayden looked good. It was their offense that, that couldn't get it. Yeah, going. yeah. When they did get it going – they got down to about the they, they got in the red zone, started throwing the interceptions. Yeah. And that's not good. It's that's no. not good. But you know, Fresno, they got San Diego State, then they got Boise State. Two tough games in a row. Right. And then I mean, yeah, that's Fresno for you in a nutshell. Right. But I do think this is an upset spot. So be prepared. Get the Kyle Bells going. Yeah. Fresno is going to beat San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Um, World Series. Do we even oh. want to talk about the World Series? Just, I mean, it's tied oh. up. Tied up 1-1. I, I, had, I had the Braves and the White Sox. You did. At least you got one of them right. Yeah. Well, my thing is, before we get to them, how did you feel about the Red Sox, man? Like, overall, the whole season, what would you – would you rate their whole season? Because played I, out, from, played out as expected. Yeah, exactly. Played out as expected. Not a disappointing season at all. Not a disappointing and I'm, season. I'm waiting for the Red Sox Twitter and Instagram and Facebook to go ahead and, you know, respond to some of my messages <laughs> because, as I said back in June when they got hot, they put up on their Twitter page. Remember your tweets from the from the beginning of the season? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I going back even going back to the trade deadline. You know, I, I was complaining they didn't do much. Uh, they should have gotten Rizzo. 
didn't get him. Went to New York. He he did good. Kyle Schwarber didn't really do much until the end of the season. Right. And I mean, when when you're hitting grand slams, yeah. I think they scored too many runs against Houston. Yeah. In way too many. In unnecessary games. Right. And then they got shut out, and and then they they just couldn't score anymore. Right. Uh, Kyle Schwarber did look good. And I think he just needs to learn that first base position to yeah. go ahead and flourish or, or, or JD Martinez needs to go ahead and stay healthy and yeah. play first base or I don't know. Well, you can't I, either have JD or Kyle Schwarber at DH. All right. I don't know. I think, I think the whole entire MLB as a whole needs to get rid of that DH position. Yeah. I never got that. Right. Well, I mean, I, I like agree. the, I like the national league just for the fact that pitchers bat. It should be all all around. Like I don't get it. I don't get it because I mean, at that, least when I when key. I played baseball, I, I I batted when I pitched. Right. Even <laughs> though nine times out of ten pitchers are getting struck struck out, but like, which I don't get. How are you getting struck out? Otani. I get it, but why are you getting striked out if you're a pitcher? And that's they're too focused pitch. on their craft of pitching. They're not. They're I not get hitting. it. I get it. I, get I mean, they're it. still taking BP, but yeah, at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, they're, get they're getting fastball down the middle. That's true. <laughs> all the pitchers, all the pitchers got to do when they're pitching to pitchers. Wow, that's like a Dr. Seuss type thing I just said there. When a pitcher is pitching to a pitcher's pitcher, when a pitcher oh. is pitching to a pitcher, <laughs> that pitcher is expecting the pitch to be that a is a doctor. <laughs> Hey, you might be on a sign. <laughs> no, I'm Stop. on a nothing. I, okay. I, I, I can rhyme pitch with a lot of other words, but I'm not yeah, going to say yeah, it <laughs> No, but I mean, yeah. all you have to do is throw a breaking ball. And yeah, these guys true. are, most of the time, if you watch a pitcher get up there, they're, they're swinging one, two, three. Right. <laughs> or they're just sitting there looking at the ball. Go past them. I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't even want to try and make contact with a 98 right. mile an hour oh fastball. Oh my gosh, jeez, jeez. Yeah, but yeah, Houston Braves. Cheaters. I think this. I exactly, exactly. The Houston Whistlers versus the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, tied one one. The Braves. Let's just put it this way: they're going to stretch this series out to the full game seven. I don't care. Say what you want about Mattress Mac and all of his millions of dollars he puts on Houston. Who cares? <laughs> Bring brings the nuns in to to go yeah, ahead yeah. and bless <laughs> the team. And this is what are you doing, Mattress Mac? Stick to selling furniture. <laughs> He's only relevant when it comes to World Series, Super Bowl, and NBA Final. All these end of the season championships. It's the only time he becomes relevant. And most of the times he's putting three 30, 30 million, 300 million, whatever he's putting on one team. And then he's hedging and he's putting another half on the, on the other team. Let's be real. Well, for, for, for our guy, Reese, let's, let's, let's hope uh, Atlanta wins it all, man. Cause oh, they're going to, they're yeah, going ho- to. hopefully that improves the Wi-Fi out there. <laughs> No shade, Reese. You know we love you, man. Oh, there's plenty of shade. We, we, talk, we talked to him earlier, and all I could see was a green bar at the bottom of the, <laughs> the bottom of the screen. He claimed it was raining. Right. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I, definitely for the uh, the city of Atlanta. That should because 
I mean, when's the last time they won anything? So, I mean, they, they could have won. They could have won. They could have won Super Bowl, but lost to the goat. <laughs> I mean, they had a great season with Atlanta Hawks last year, but you know, they need some. They need some some new energy out there. So, they do, and I think this is the year that Atlanta finally becomes relevant again. Yeah, finally, they're, they're, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna win. And like I keep saying, going back to the Aaron, uh, the Arrow, uh, Andrew Jones, Andrew Chipper Jones. Jones. Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin. Yeah. That was the – I was a Braves fan. Yeah, I think everybody was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Either that was wearing the hat, the Atlanta, the Atlanta but hat. But then they're, they're oh, trying to get rid of the chop. Oh, like, really? They're, yeah. They're, like, Why is that? Everything, everything's becoming too political. And, Why is that? You know, because because of it, it brings a negative uh, look towards Native Americans, which isn't oh. true because, believe it or not – the, I, I forget what tribe it is down there. They embrace it. They love it. They've said oh. numerous times they love the name. They're not the Cleveland Indians changing their names from the Indians to the Guardians. They're not the Washington Redskins changing their names to the football team. They love the chop. They love the Braves. And they support the Braves because mm. the Braves do a lot for – I can't even – I. Uh, I, I can't even think of what tribes down there, but they, right. they came out and said that they don't want them to do anything different. Mm. And I think that's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky uh, situation these times, man, we're living in. It's, uh, you know, everybody's so involved. And I get it. You have to be in certain situations. But, you know, you know it's all about, you know, I guess, you, you know, people are going to, you know, have their opinions and, just gotta make the best of it, you know. If they change it, even though it's a a famous thing, whatever. All winning heals all. So as long as they win, it'll be, yeah, it'll be they're they're gonna win. They're gonna win. Yeah. That's it. Um, let's see. We got a lot of things cooking. Uh, a lot of things cooking. Be on the lookout. Uh, Charles and Reese take over on Mondays. Every Monday, eight p.m. Basketball. Eight p.m. NBA college hoop. Yes. Um, we're 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 here. We I'm not gonna leave you with a cliffhanger. We we don't have a guest for now. Uh, for next now. week, uh, we're just gonna solely sink our teeth into this crappy NFL ticket on Sunday, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna kick back, watch football on Saturday. Uh, actually, that's why I love college football. You get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And once Mac comes back into play, you're going to get those Tuesday yes. games. And then I even yep. love the spring ball. I love the HBCU teams. Ooh, shout out HBCU. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I wish they televised that. I don't know why they don't. Not, 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 a, lot, not a lot is televised. I don't know why they don't. I love, ESPN I love, do I love Jackson State. Yeah, Jeff. Hey, Deion Sanders, man, mm-hmm. is my guy. I, that famous speech. Oh, no, a speech. And the uh, I forget what song it is. Uh, I forget what it is, but he has them them got them boys riled up. Oh yeah, and, uh, he's doing his thing, especially when he's out on the uh, the little scooter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 injury yeah. In an air cast. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Shout uh, out Dion. But yeah, other than that, we are uh, we're done here. We will catch you guys next Thursday. Shout catch out Charles Brad Reese. Johnson. Charles and Reese right here. Make sure you like, subscribe, and always comment in the live chat. We we love to engage with our with our viewers. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, everywhere you can subscribe. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and get back into this next week. Charles.
Go Mac Jones. <laughs> Justin Herbert for the win. That's all I got to say. We'll see you guys later. 